Hey guys, I'm Jay, co-founder at Imagine Insights, and I'm here as always with our community strategy lead, Nick, and also excitingly, Helena. So Helena is our new operations assistant, so we're very excited to have her here. Welcome to our podcast, Imagine This, the podcast for all things Gen Z. Want to know more about Gen Z? Then Come join us for our 20-minute monthly podcast where we'll discuss what matters to Gen Z, how they think, the incredible impacts they're having on society. Before we get started, though, I need you to do me a tiny little favor. So we help Gen Z to get paid to provide insights to amazing brands. But to do that and to be able to pay more Gen Z, we really, really need your help. If you're on Apple, please feel free to hit the subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, please hit follow. If you do that for us, you will massively help us because then more people can get to see this podcast and then we can help to pay more Gen Z. Now that is all out of the way, it's time to get on to the episode. Amazing. So today in our 14th episode, we'll be giving our brutally honest views around the topic on Gen Z on brand hype culture, which I'll be honest, I'm really looking forward to. So as Jay mentioned right at the start, today we have our new operations assistant on the podcast, who's also Gen Z. Um, so Helena, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. And also, how did you uh, get involved with Imagine Insights? Well, I mean, I'm 20. So I am definitely right slam in the middle of Gen Z. Um, how, did I get in, how did I get involved with Imagine Insights? I think um, I just, I mean... Yeah, it was, it was literally, it was literally... I know a couple of people that know Helena yeah. and they were like, you need to meet Helena. And I was like, I don't have time. But then they were like, you really, really need to meet Helena. And then we met Helena. And then I introduced Helena to Kat, our co- my co-founder. And Kat was like, Helena's amazing. When do we hire Helena? And that was kind of how it went. And then on my <laughs> side, I had a bit of a Google of, of Imagine Insights and then got completely obsessed <laughs> and then ended up on like the website every single day researching like what the company is about. And yeah, so I think from both sides, it was- Do we need to call the police? Yeah, no, I know. I came I mean, in. Do you know my address? I'm a little bit worried now. <laughs> Helena came in strong. It was good. It was really, 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 really glad to have her. But um, but yeah, man, Nick, talk to us, Love bro. That. Oh well, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm I'm actually quite excited about this this podcast and obviously um having Helena join the team. Um, so yeah, I think uh I think we can get started and uh and yeah, go for it. Go for it, man. Perfect. And I think you keep calling her Helena, bro. It's Helena. Right? Am I saying it wrong, Helena? Um. It is, it is Helena, but I like have literally grown up with all different Helenas, Helenas. Like it's literally fine. I will answer to anything. So, <laughs> Nick's sorry, like wait, people's names. You heard wait, it one you second. Heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, sorry, just say it one more time for me. Like Helena. Helena. So like Helen Helena. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, Helena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, this <laughs> guy, like it's like some crazy name. He's like, whoa, Helena. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the next topic, man. What is going on? So um, this is a topic that internally at Imagine Insights, we speak about a lot. We've been talking about this a lot. The really idea of, around brand hype and, and, and is it important? Does a brand need hype around it? Um, and yeah, so definitely something that we've really, really been speaking about a lot with ourselves internally, but also with our Gen Z community. And we asked our community if they consider um, brand hype to be a red flag. And 66% of our community said that 
brand hype, so hype around a brand, they see that as a red flag. Personally, this surprised me because I genuinely thought the whole idea of something being hyped is it that means that there's a demand for it and people are interested in it. But according to our community, actually, no, the idea of having brand hype or hype around something is an instant red flag. So 66% of them said that. So we're going to shoot straight into the questions. These are good questions. Nick, thank you so much for putting these questions together. Um, so first question is, what do you what do we think about brand hype culture and why do so many think it's a red flag? So Nick, I'm gonna start off with you. What do you think about brand hype culture and why do you think so many think it's a red flag? Of course. Um I think first I think we should define actually what we think brand hype culture is, just in case if you know people don't actually know what it kind of it means. And I was reading an article earlier and basically Vogue has defined it as basically the obsession of finding the next big thing. So I think that with hype kind of hype culture it's it's not just about wearing certain brands or buying the most expensive clothes i think it's it's really about that loyalty behind brands and and representing the story behind a certain product and and you know why people wait in line for a product and and all of that now in terms of kind of why people think it's a red flag i think with with kind of hyped products it's it's all about what is the next big thing as you know as i just mentioned and i think the red flag that maybe people are really beginning to realize now is that when something is hyped, it means that, that, you know, yes, it will quickly become a massive thing, but it can also quickly become not cool, essentially. And I think there's been so many examples of, 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 of things that have, you know, become really cool, but actually, then they've, they've kind of dropped off. And I think that with all this hype culture, people are obviously going to be highly influenced by, you know, so-called celebrities. They idolize these celebrities, you know, let's say Kanye West or or anyone. Um, and they replicate, they want to basically, they idolize these people to a point where they want to replicate what they do. And a way you can do that is obviously through clothing. So I saw some quote where it was like, when fame meets fashion, it le- leads to consumerism, which I think is 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 such a great quote. And it's it's so true. And I think that people such as, you know, Kanye West, they've played a huge role in kind of, creating this hype brand culture that we know today you know particularly with um what was their the sh- his first one was kind of like the nike red octobers um which i remember back in the day everyone was so kind of hyped about and then he he's pushed forward that hype culture through for example like his adidas collaboration with yeezys and you know i think hype culture is all about exclusiveness and and people the demand is so high because of this exclusiveness but when things start to to become widely available, obviously there's not as much hype. I think it's just it's just a big big industry that's really grown the past ten years, as shown through kind of StockX and d- different reselling um, uh, platforms. Yeah, for sure. And Helena, what do you think? I mean, I think people see it as a red flag because I think Gen Z they can see through things. Um, they can see they can see straight through things. And I think when it comes to hype, I think people know that it's about an image. Um, and it's about what you can sell. And I think that's why people buy these kind of big hyped products because they want to be the one that's got th- that particular like brand on it uh, or that particular, um, yeah, specific shoe or whatever. But actually, yeah, I think Gen Z are a bit more switched on than potentially we give credit for. Mm. And actually they see that, you know, they're, they might be overpriced for something that actually is only going to be cool for a week. Yeah. Or it's also, it kind of, the whole concept of it as well is the more people get it, the less cool it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So in that sense, it kind of, the whole concept of it is a bit flawed because mm. as soon as you get more, like more people um, buying the product, 
the less valuable that product is. So that's quite that's quite interesting. And I guess also it doesn't really align with the idea of kind of sustainable, sustainable clothes, sustainable um, trends. And yeah. Gen Z is, you know, there's a big push now at the minute for st- sustainable clothing. And actually, if you've got something that comes in and is therefore not cool in a month's time, I don't think that aligns with their values as well. So, yeah, yeah. now I think it's interesting. I think the 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 challenge is is that like you guys are saying it's like a it's like a, a flame that really quickly goes out and i definitely think there's a there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of people that would look at it and be like you know what actually i don't really want to buy into these brands that are just going to be here today and gone tomorrow they want to buy into a little bit more of longevity but i think the a lot of time quote unquote hype brands they can build a culture around it that can actually last a lot longer than 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 used to and you see this with a lot of the brands that we're going to talk about a little bit later like cortez and um stitch and other brands like that that are um real authentic gen z brands that engage with their gen z demographic to ask questions and really figure out what they want to see from them and they're not just trying to be here today gone tomorrow they're trying to create a legacy and i definitely think you're going to see a lot of i think a lot of the hype brand stuff can actually come from celebrities where they're kind of like just want to make a quick bit of money um so they're going to launch a, a swimwear line or a boxer short line or, or like whatever it may be type line so i definitely think it's a it's a really good point from both of you yeah. um actually can i just add something else actually yeah, sure. because i think it's a really great point as well um that's just been made a second ago because i think it's really highlighting this this thing within social media of people actually trying to kind of play up to to what others want to see and and mm-hmm. it's all about this kind of instant gratification so i think that people really buying into this hype culture it's they really want to you know feel good about themselves at that moment in time or what they think will make them feel good about themselves because you know they think on instagram they might look you know really trendy or really cool or whatever it is but i think people are realizing as kind of has been mentioned that we don't you don't, you don't need you know something that's hyped for example like a pair of supreme uh, trousers or whatever to you know to feel good from you mm-hmm. know with yourself so i think that's that's super important and, and what people are beginning to realize is you know you don't need those instant gratifications actually you want to be thinking about yourself you know long term how you how you mm-hmm. how are you kind of um showing yourself to the world your true self basically yeah, and I think the, the TikTok has really helped with that from what I've seen. So I see a lot of folks on TikTok and it's like, you see a lot of them being like, yo, this is my Gucci this, but I've matched it with a Primark hoodie and a whatever, whatever. So they're f- super open just being like, actually, you know what? It's not, For me, it's not all about these big brands, all these hype brands. It's actually having a mixture of it and just being, an, a, I was going to say a normal person. That's probably not the phrase I want to use. <laughs> just, just, just having your own sense of style that you want to have, which is a good point, man. But... Oh, I was actually going to add another thing. Sorry, I've got I'm getting a brainwave now because I was thinking um, you were actually just mentioning TikTok, and I think that hype culture is actually leads like really into everything being viral, viral, a shareable moment. And TikTok is actually something that's very viral and shareable. And do you think that that's something that kind of leads into it? Because it's interesting how TikTok has risen, which is you know there's such a big. Uh, thing with TikTok about things being viral and you know the for you page it needs to be viral and everyone trying to um to be the next big thing but then we've seen a maybe a decrease in hype culture over the past year does that make sense yeah for sure I it's an interesting one I definitely think the 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 challenges that brands are trying to latch on to TikTok and use it as almost like an like a, a get get rich quick type scheme um and I think that 
the, the, when I look when I look at TikTok, I just see Gen Z see through all of that, and I just think it's like a yeah, it's an interesting one. Helena, what do you think? Well, yeah, because I was thinking first thing that comes to mind with, with like hype, hype culture and kind of brands jumping on trends is the I mentioned like the Francis the Train guy. Yeah, kind yeah. of. I think Gucci being thinking, okay, well, we want to reach out to Gen Z, and then thinking, well, what what platform represents Gen Z? TikTok, and this guy that's. I mean, he represents kind of, you know, the average person that's kind of blown up, gone absolutely viral for doing the most ordinary thing. And he's, you know, I think it's almost in a way it struck me as almost like they were almost doing like a brand deal because he kind of is a brand. Like he's got a huge following, like millions of people. Um, And so I I think brands are being quite clever in a way of jumping on these things. But then equally, I, I think there was big discussion about, well, you know, was like what it was that authentic yeah. did that align with their brand yeah, like does, yeah. does and also with him like it i guess it puts a, a pressure on him to make that decision of does he take this massive br- mm. brand deal with gucci um or and kind of you know people could say oh he's, he's selling himself out he's a yeah. sellout yeah. or you know or does he reject it but then yeah. he's not he's a normal guy yeah. isn't he so nah, it's a good one and it actually makes me think then with one of my other questions is what about unexpected brand collaborations? And what um, Helena was speaking a second ago about Francis Bourgeois and about his collaboration with Gucci. What do you guys think about think about unexpected brand collaborations? Um, I, I think it's 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 definitely an interesting one because I, the, I mean, this kind of leads perfectly into it. I think um, with these unexpected brand collaborations, it, it's true it does create a hype. It creates a viral moment, as we were saying earlier. I think there's some really strange collaborations. That, I mean, there was uh, back in the day DHL. They did a coll- collab with uh, Vetemar. I've seen Supreme. They've done one with Oreo, McDonald's with Travis Scott, Nike SB with Ben and Jerry's, and you know, for example, Nike SB Dunk with Ben and Jerry's. I, I would have never thought of an ice cream brand kind of partnering with a shoe brand but I think we kind of have to delve a little bit deeper into it and and have a think of you know how are they benefiting what are the synergies so I I actually put together a blog um a couple months ago about Tiffany's and Supreme and it was it was really interesting because I I, you know Tiffany's their kind of their consumers are um a lot different to what you'd associate Supreme's consumers with but I think that it can work if they're both uplifting each other but as we've been saying kind of all along if these these companies they they don't seem to have aligned beforehand, Gen Z are going to see right through that, and and mm-hmm. we actually need to get an understanding of why why they've partnered up. What is it is it just to be viral? Is it just to, for you know for clickbait? Is it just just to make a little bit um, more money and, and benefit the you know the the bottom line? So yeah, I think it's it's definitely an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know. What do yeah, you think? no, I agree. I think at the heart of it, it's kind of the consumer will know if they're doing it to will it will it bring any benefits to the consumer because yeah. i think you can be really clever with brand collaborations because obviously you get access to a whole new um audience that yeah. you might not have before which can bring its benefits for that audience but if the audience feels like they're being taken advantage of then yeah. i think immediately it's not going to work yeah. um so i get, i mean it comes down to maybe like you know you were the authentic intentions of the brand mm. um and there's no getting away from that if your yeah. intentions aren't aren't 
true or good i think people can see it yeah for so. sure and i think off the back of that i think it's such a good point and i really like the idea one thing i've been trying to get a brand to do for years with whether it's our clients or any brand in general is just to shout about the research that they do because historically research is almost seen as like the ugly cousin of influencer or all other types of marketing and nobody ever really wants to shout about the fact that they're doing research and one thing i'm really big on is making research sexy again and being like yo actually we did this research because this demographic is important to us and we wanted to understand them. And I think when a brand can go, okay, this is the campaign we did with Francis Bourgeois. This is what we did, but this is the research we did behind it to make sure that it landed authentically and that everybody loved it. And I think matching those two pieces up is really, really important. And I definitely think that's the, for me, that's the future of, of, of how to do campaigns. Actually following on from that, we did, um, we, we actually asked our community about what they thought of all of Supreme's kind of collaborations with other brands. And 68% of them actually said that they thought it was just getting too much. So I think it is important, as you said, for for brands to actually do that research and, you know, work with Imagine Insights to see what, you know, what would work well and, and what wouldn't and whether people would actually, um, you know, respond positively to it. Yeah, it's such a good point. And that, that really brings me on to my last, our last question for you guys. I'm going to start with you first, Helena. What do you think of like fast fashion brands replicating replicating hype so seeing a they see a brand in the wild like a brand like Cortez or a brand like Stitch and then they replicate that they replicate that brand and try and, and try and um, live off the back of it what do you think about that I mean I think my first and instant reaction is to be like you're 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 kind of reaping the benefits of someone else's work yeah, yeah. um and I I mean, to an extent, you might get some sales. But mm-hmm. again, I think it comes back to people will see that. They'll yeah. go, well, I mean, you might have some consumers that, you know, will, will look at it and go, oh, actually, I can get the same style for less money. Mm-hmm. But I think most people will look at that and think that wasn't that that that's not your work. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and kind of, again, it's kind of coming back to being able to see the see if the see if the company itself is is being ethical in yeah. about it um i i see where they're coming from i see you know jumping on a trend and replicating a style or a hype but again i don't know i yeah. immediately i just think yeah. there's there's dodgy ground there so kind of mm. yeah you don't want to be like oh, stealing ideas but it kind of is yeah 100 really it's like and the thing is if you did it in any other context people would be in do you know what I mean imagine if like Helen is just graduating university and imagine if I was like oh I really love your dissertation I'm just going to take the entire thing and make mm. it my own do you know what I mean like it would just people would be like that's plagiarism but we don't really do that in the fashion world and I definitely think there needs to be needs to be something around that uh Nick what, what do you think mate yeah I, I mean I can I completely agree I think I from the fast fashion brands perspective I can see where they are coming from because they've got such a, a high turnover of clothes and, and essentially what they're doing is they are just living off other people's creativity um, to basically push forward forward their brand because they, you know, they can bring in such a low price point and, you know, the lack of creativity is reflected in that price. But I think that, you know, brands such as Boohoo and not trying to call them out, but them replicating, for example, Cortez's hoodies, you know, it is... It, it doesn't really sit well with me. Um, but at the same time, they're never going to be able to to replicate um, what Cortez has has achieved. You know, Boohoo is never going to be able to get hundreds of, of followers to, to, to meet up in London at one time and, and um, to trade in their Montclair Supreme jackets, their Stussy jackets, you know. So I think 
they're going to continue doing this and people that want to buy these fast fashion replicas of brands they can you know if they can absolutely do that and I'm you know I'm not, I can't you know judge anyone that wants to do that because they've got they've got their reasons as to why they want to do that but I also think yeah it is it is a bit of a sticky one and you know I don't think it's um I don't think it's it's too fair but at the same time what can we do about it just um just on that that just made me think actually like as a kind of a and final kind of thought of hope almost for the big brands is that without worrying that their style is going to be copied ultimately the companies cannot copy the brand itself and that is what I think makes us buy these products like as much as I might like the style of the Cortez hoodie I'm buying into that brand so therefore Boohoo is never going to be able to you're you're never going to be able to replicate that so I think in a way there is kind of like some comfort maybe for the big brands Mm. that actually as much as they can be replicated their their kind of core branding is what people buy into and that's what makes them special that's what makes people want to walk out on the street and be like look i've got this hoodie yeah because it's the brand yeah i love that and i think i think that's a great point to end on if i'm honest i think the idea of going okay like you can you can create an authentic hype around your brand and that's actually good that's healthy to be like oh you know what i'm gonna queue outside this store for days because i want to get that stitch clothing or I want to get that Cortez clothing and that's what's important to me because I've bought into the brand and I really care about that brand or you can just try rip it off which is what a lot of the bigger um conglomerate type um companies will try and do they'll try and just piggyback off the back of that but like you guys have both said so eloquently is the idea of going you can't um manufacture that that's done from a place of authenticity a place of transparency between the community and the brand that they love and i think that's really really cool so thank you so much to both of you guys for this amazing conversation helena thank you for joining us this is your first day in the team so we're glad (laughs) to have you here thank you so much for joining us again nick thank you as always for 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 being with me and and helping to lead this conversation i really appreciate you bro i think it was a great conversation i definitely think we could have gone on for longer as we always say but we tried to keep it as close to 20 minutes as humanly possible so when you listen on 2x you listen to it in 10 minutes which is wonderful you can crack on with your day as i said earlier um my name is jay richards i'm one of the co-founders at imagine insights and our mission at imagine insights is to help gen z to shape their future and realistically we know the best way for them to do that is with brands because brands are shaping countries and culture like our lovely governments only wished they could do so we enable brands to crowdsource qualitative or quantitative insights from our gen z community within 72 hours we have 25,000 gen z in 111 countries so if you'd love to hear any more about that please feel free to reach out to myself or one of the team or if you just want to get in touch about the podcast and ask any questions please feel free to let us know thank you again for tuning in please feel free to like subscribe and share and we will see you next time